What's up, everybody? Ed and Lisa Young here, and this is the Creative Marriage Podcast on the Exo Marriage Platform. I'm going to talk about, and so is my lovely wife, the art of keeping your love alive no matter what life throws at you. When I think about love alive, my love is alive, I think about this old school in the 70s artist, Gary Wright. My love is alive. <laughs> and then I think about... That's going back to the You know, 70s. way back before I was born, Elvis, love me tender. <laughs> what else do we have? Love soft as an easy chair. I don't you think, think you would have had enough of silly love songs. Okay, all that's those my, things. That's my personal that's favorite. What, I mean, we're, we're going way back. We're talking about love. And we talk about love so frequently. What's in love our, got to do? In our communication. With it? Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So we talk about love. It, we drop the love word so often in our conversations. Mm-hmm. And we could be talking about a relationship, a dating relationship. We could be talking about marriage. But we also drop it with, oh, my goodness, I love really strong coffee. Mm -hmm. I love um, to shop at this place. And we drop the word love. Oh, we do. We have have decaffeinated it. And, and, you know, in in the coffee world, I'm, I'm a coffee snob. You've got the coffee bean. When you decaffeinate it, you strip the bean mm-hmm. and there's just like not much left. I think we've decaffeinated love to to a large extent. Yeah, we even say we... we even say, oh, they're making love. What 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 is that? You know, I mean, I know what it is. I'm just saying. <laughs> what does that Do you need mean? for me to explain? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so but the word love and love is a verb. Do like have... my friend Gary Wright said. Google him. I know you're like, who is that? Gary Wright. My love is alive. See, it's he was active. right. Love is active. Love is alive. Yeah. There's I think he's a one-hit wonder, Gary Wright. Maybe I can't believe so. I, I remembered that. But love, just define it for us, Ed. There, there are three types of love. Okay. I can tell you that in the, in the Bible. There's eros love. You get the word erotic from that. That's the hot-blooded love. <laughs> Then you have the phileo love. That is brotherly love. That's friendship. Just, yeah, friendship. friendship and there's got to be friendship in marriage. And, and and that would be, I would say eros would be hot. I would say phileo is just kind of lukewarm. Not in a bad sense. And then agape is that unconditional, like it's, it's, love. it's, it's, it's love on on steroids. It's, it's the love, love that God has demonstrated for that's us. That's right. Agape totally love. unconditional. Yeah. So if you think about it in marriage, all right, you think, okay, surely it's based on eros. No, it's not. You have those hot times, definitely, but it's not based on that. Well, maybe it's based on just friendship. Well, yeah, yeah, there are definitely major areas and, and, and major times of connectedness, but... I've got to say, maybe the the, the the biggest one is agape. Yeah. Unconditional. I don't know. I don't know. That, that would be interesting to hear what you have to well, say if you communicate one, back to us and, and see which one, you know, you would you would think dominates. But I, I would say Eros is hot. Phileo is kind of lukewarm. Agape tends to be, I shouldn't say cold, but a little bit cooler. To love someone unconditionally. Well, I don't even know that we need to give it to Yeah, much. okay. I just thought, <laughs> I, I, to me, it made sense. But- 
agape being unconditional love, that's the one that, going back to your Gary Wright, that's keeps right. love alive. It does. It keeps the love alive. And because we've been unconditionally loved by the God of the universe through Christ, he gives us, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the ability to, to, to love unconditionally our spouse. And quite frankly, if you don't have this going and flowing, I mean, you're, you're not going to have a great marriage. Because as, as a marriage, Ed and I are two imperfect people loving one another imperfectly, but our, our model is the love that God had mm-hmm. for us in Christ. And so for us to go through difficult times, to have um, to overcome one another's yeah. flaws, we have to have unconditional love in play. Every, every other type of love you think about in our culture is conditional love. Everything. The only unconditional love we have is from God. That's right. God is the one who thought it up. He invented it. God first loved us. If we love him, return our love to God, then we have the ability for it to flow to our spouse and to others. And this plays out in forgiveness. It's a forgiving love. Mm -hmm. When Ed and I got married, wow, 40 years ago, um, his father presided over our wedding. Yeah, my father's also a pastor. Sometimes people get us confused, but he's 85. Yeah. So <laughs> that's but not he's the on, only difference. I know, but he's on he's on um, you know, a lot of radio, television, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes people go, Wow, you look really young, Dr. Young. I said, Hey, my my man, hey, or bro, you've got the wrong young. I am Ed Young's son. That's right. And you're not a junior. I'm not a junior. My father is named Homer Edwin Young. Thankfully, he had the wherewithal and the discernment not to name me after himself. My name is Edwin Barry Young. And we have a son who is mm-hmm. Edwin Barry Young Jr. But enough of that. Yeah, very When we confusing. got married, Ed's dad gave us a Bible verse, and he said, if you will live by this verse. And he verse, officiated our wedding. In our wedding... We had so many pastors in robes. It looked like the Supreme Court. <laughs> it did. It was crazy. It did. Just we have a lot of relatives and dear friends that are pastors. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say, the verse was Ephesians 4.32. And that has been the verse of our marriage. We have several verses that we lean into. Yes. Any verse in the Bible is good to lean into. But this one, as far as our relationship, is the benchmark verse. And it's Ephesians 4.32. It says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Everything has the backdrop of what God has done for us. All we have to do when we're in that argument, like, is look at the cross. Wow, look what Jesus did for me. Look at this unconditional love. Look at this forgiveness. He forgave me when, when I don't deserve it. Even after my best day, that should be operative in the marriage. So forgiveness literally, Lisa, is a gift for giveness. I'm releasing yeah, good. the other person. That's so good. And here's here's the kicker though. Whether I feel it or not. Now that's that's difficult. We know that when Jesus went to the cross, yes. he wasn't feeling it. No, he didn't go, he even, oh, I feel it. 
He even prayed and said, God, if you would let this cup pass from me. Yes. But if it's your will. And so Jesus went to the cross not feeling like doing that. So as I look at my life and at you look at your life, mm-hmm. our our um, forgiveness quotient should reflect Jesus. And even if we don't feel like it, forgiveness is all about understanding what Christ did for me and therefore what I should do and for others. What you do is you're you're committing to live a life of forgiveness, even when you don't feel like it. You commit, and after you commit to forgive, then the feelings follow. So love and forgiveness are tethered to one another. Yes, they are. So Ed, right now, if you go on you know, television, pretty much any network, you can find shows and um, a YouTube. lot of re- reality shows yeah, about, yeah, about uh, marriage ceremonies, about preparing, you know, say yes yeah. to the dress, um, you know, bridezilla, yeah, yeah, all even, these even in like, like even DIY wedding stuff, like, 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 you know, how to do it yourself, how um, to have the best destination Wedding, you know, blah blah blah. Because everybody's blah, blah. thinking about the ceremony, and it's a big party. And some and people spend, I mean, truckloads of money. Yes, and money's all relative. We've you know? we've had three weddings in our family. Oh, and yes, woo, yeah, it's a big. So one. so, but we how don't does realize that, just just the power of of the of the. Too wedding. often we're thinking about the party. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about all the details of the look, and we forget how the marriage ceremony. Uh, or what the marriage ceremony means. Yeah, for example, when you walk down the aisle, you, you know, the, the, the bride walks down the aisle, her her father usually or, or someone else escorts her, and the groom is waiting. That's a picture of the death walk wow. of a covenant. You go back to the Old Testament, God cutting a covenant. You take an animal and cut the animal. That's... That's kind so of so the, the aisle is like yes. a cut, and it's like it's like God was saying, "Hey, if you don't keep this covenant, I'm going to do to you what I've done to this animal." I mean, it's it's just a heavy thing. Also, too, the wedding dress stands for purity and the holiness of God. Sex is reserved for the marriage bed. Yep. Then the exchanging of the rings. I have a my, my original wedding ring. I still have it, but this is one of the rubberized rings because I work out and you know fish a lot stuff so I like those but the exchanging of rings represents shared resources so it's emerging together physically emotionally psychologically financially behaviorally and all the other leaves out there and then Ed I have to ask you this question because Mm -hmm. a lot of times people say well you know we just want to keep our finances separate. We want to have, you know, she's coming into the marriage with not so much. I have a lot. Mm -hmm. So they do the prenuptial. What's your thought on that? I, I mean, obviously the last say so is, is between the prospective husband and wife, but I am not for that. I have to question. The reason the reason is it's almost like you're looking for, for loopholes. You're looking for a way out. Before you, yeah, that's to. that. That's my. Yeah, it's just something that people opinion. have asked us a lot oh, over more, the years. More than you would realize. Like, hey, I, I'm I'm really thinking about or my accountant or my financial advisor told me. Well, good. What did God say? What does God say about it? 
Yeah. And and that's a And if you're willing to share yourself physically, woo, emotionally, woo, and spiritually, woo, really are those three things not more important than financially? Woo! Rick Flair. Yep. Yeah. That's it. And then what about the pronouncement? Let's go back to the wedding ceremony. Pronouncement. Having pleasure, faith, and love to each other, having sealed in Solomon significant vows by the giving and receiving the rings, acting by the authority vested in me by the state of Texas, I now pronounce you as been a wife in the presence of God. These are simple witnesses. What God has joined together, let no man separate. That's the Woo. pronouncement. <laughs> so, a pronouncement is you're declaring your oneness. For this cause, the man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh. I talked about this recently at an exo marriage conference. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One quality is oneness. Yes, they're three in one, one in three, oneness. Our marriage, body, soul, and spirit is a reflection of the Trinity. So just those are just a few things. I mean, there are many, many more in the marriage ceremony. Yeah, and so in this ceremony, you're declaring your love. But it's not the decapinated love. It's no. not the love that is, you know, washed and, and just made less powerful like that coffee bean. That's right. This is a love that is reflective of the love that God has for you and me. A sacrificial love where he gave his only begotten son so that you and I could have forgiveness of our sins and to walk in that love. And in our marriage relationship, mm -hmm. that's where this love should be seen the most. That's where that forgiveness takes place. That commitment takes place. That's where everything comes together so that through our love for one another, mm -hmm. other people watching our marriage right. will say, wow, that must be a different kind of love. Or they might say, your love is alive. Someone uh, DM Gary Wright if he's still living or someone contact him. I think I am after this podcast. He's probably not alive. You think? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I, I guarantee you, very few people hearing this will have ever heard of him a few might. I don't know. He's kind of random. Because you know what, Ed? Recently, we were at a restaurant and they were doing live music and um, just had like a little trio yep. and they were playing songs. They weren't playing any of the current songs. They were playing all of the oldies. And That's this right. is a very young crowd. So, hey, I'm thinking that the 70s, old 80s, music, 90s. That's the music. Hmm, that's it. Yep. Anyway. That's the real love music. Hey, Lisa, let's, let's thank everyone uh, yeah. for listening and watching this podcast. <laughs> also, we want you to pick this book up, The Creative Marriage, The Art of Keeping Your Love Alive. Would love to uh, get that for you. you and can... be sure to share with others about the EXO Marriage Podcast yes. and the Creative Marriage Podcast that we get to do because we want to get creativity in front of everybody. See you later. <laughs>